Welcome back to not an ordinary episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast because we have a crossover on our hands. Joe is joining us for our playoff prediction episodes. Tom is not with us. He's currently at work, so he'll be doing that instead of doing the most important episode of our podcast, but that's all right. It's all right. So Russo, Joe are with us today doing the playoff predictions episode. The season ended yesterday on a strange two o'clock game between the non-playoff teams uh, in the NHL, but I guess we could go right into it. So we'll start with um, Russo first, because you're obviously on the Burnley podcast. So we'll start with the first playoff round we have here, and it is the Wild versus St. Louis Blues, the most talked about series being the tightest matchup in the NHL playoffs. So you go ahead. Yeah, this is a this is gonna be a fun one. I think out of all the series um, throughout the entire league between all 16 teams, I think this is the most intriguing for sure. These are two teams that finished what top seven in the league in points this year. Um, I think this is going to be the most intriguing series. You got two really high-powered offenses. Um, both defense are pretty strong. I just I think it's really going to come down to the goaltending. Who's St. Louis going to go with? Are they going to go with Bennington? Are they going to go with Huso? There's also the question mark in Minnesota. Are they going to go with Mark Andre Fleury? Are they going to go with Cam Talbot? Um, I'm going to take Wild in seven. Um, I think they've learned from their mistake of last year when they played Vegas. I don't think they're going to go down 3-1 in this one and have to fight their way back. I think they're a stronger team than they were a year ago. Uh, Kaprizov is just that much better. Fiala is just that much better. They got a year older, Joel Erickson. That goalie has been unbelievable. And their, their, their defense is sturdy as ever. Um, and like I said, in that, if like one of their goalies falters, they got another one right behind them. You know, I think that's a good problem to have. So uh, definitely my most anticipated series. I think this was going to be a t- of fun if they're anything like those games that those two teams had leading up to the playoffs um i think we're gonna have a really good one on our hands but i'm gonna take the wild in seven i just think they might have a little bit more um in terms of their back end and i think they're better in goal the offense is a is a coin flip i think but i'm gonna take wild in seven i'm gonna echo the same sentiment as russo there and i'm also gonna go at wild seven uh, you kind of outlined like the main reasons why this is going to go the distance. It's like kind of the, both offenses kind of saw off, but it looks like on paper and like just in terms of play, Minnesota might have the edge in goal and on defense. And like, just the, just going back to like the goalie situation, like remember like how Huso came out of nowhere, he was mm-hmm. taking all these starts from Jordan Bennington, but now he's kind of faltered a little bit. And now is Bennington going to recapture some of that magic that they had, three years ago when they won the cup it's a it's like a massive kind of coin flip with st louis because like you even you said who's who are they going to start game one it's also like are they gonna is it going to be like a florida situation last year it was like they kind of just was like bobrovsky then it was night then it was bobrovsky then it was night and then it was like they kept rotating and like there was no consistency in that and chris Drieger too <laughs> yeah chris Drieger as well <laughs> i forgot about that um but like with the wild like it's more so talbot flurry but these are two veteran goalies especially Talbot has been red hot as of late leading into the playoffs ever since they got played Talbot's been unbelievable but even then if one guy's fault is you have a veteran guy who's been there before in Fleury who's been who's won three cups who's been to multiple even I think four finals lots of conference finals so like they have more experience in net and I think like that might be the ultimate edge on in Wild and Seven here it also helps that Minnesota has full mice because that arena is going to be rocking <laughs> Yeah, if it does go to game maybe. seven, yeah. All right, so Tom's not here, obviously, so we'll announce his pick. Uh, so he picked Wild in seven, and with my pick, I'm going to go for the sake of being different. We're not going for a four-pack here, but for the sake of being different, I'll go Wild in six. Uh, piggybacking on both of your points, the goaltending is better for Minnesota. We don't know what St. Louis is going to look like going into the playoffs with a rookie, Ville, who's so going into the cage. And I think defense wins championships. Wilds are way better than the St. Louis. Like, I think way better than the St. Louis Blues. They play more tight. They play a hard-nosed game. And they have four really, really good defensemen that could probably be on St. Louis's top pairing. So, And there's one other factor in this series. The only star player in this series, I think, is Kirill Kaprizov, and Minnesota has him. So, I mean, if you want to talk about elite star talent, that's the only guy in this series, and I think that's the difference maker. Um, not even goaltending. I think Kirill Kaprizov might be the difference maker in this series just because whether he's matched up against O'Reilly line, Shen line, or whatever line, Barbashev even for that matter, I think he'll just overtake them with his star talent. So I'll go wild in six on this one. Sounds good. And then Tom also had wild in seven. Yeah. Um, 
So we all have the wild, but like if St. Louis wins, I don't think any of us would yeah. be surprised. No, right? no. Okay, uh, so we'll move on to the next series in the West. This one could have been really interesting a week ago. Mm-hmm. Today, it might be a little more lopsided. Avalanche Predators. I'll start with you, Joe. Where do we got the Avs and Preds going? Well, like you just said, that could have been more <laughs> interesting a few weeks ago, but now that you know, the whole UC Saros injury and it's a, it's a major injury, high ankle sprain. It's not, he's a, he's not going to miss a few games. He's out multiple weeks. So he's definitely not going to be available for this series. So with that in mind, I have, I have Avalanche in four. Um, I do not believe at all in Riddick or uh, Connor Ingram as the tandem going against the best team in the Western conference. Um, and I know Colorado has everything to lose this year. It's cup or bust for them. And they're just going to come out, I think, firing like they usually do in the first round. Um, and I just don't think like Nashville has anything to match, you know, just to stop them just in net or even on defense. Like Yosti could do everything he can generating offense. You got Duchesne Forsberg, Johansson having great years this year, but just not enough uh, without Soros, who's the backbone of that team there. So with that, I think it's going to be an avalanche sweep. Thomas? Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback on that point And I have avalanche in a sweep as well. Um, yeah, basic factor, UC Saros. He, I, I know Roman Yossi exists. I might have said this on Burning Leaf Ren 10, but UC Saros is the best player they got. Uh, they, they, he, he, you have to rely on that guy, and he's not in the cage for that first-round series. So that's the ultimate disc factor for Nashville. And then you look at Colorado's forward group, you look at their defensive group, they're all healthy. They're all ready to go. Landeskog's coming back. Everyone forgets about that. So, uh, yeah, I have Avalanche in four. But you have some little hope in them, Russo. Yeah, I got the abs in five. I mean, um, the Predators, they've showed this year that they're still a pretty good team. I mean, they live and die by UC Saros, and that's the only reason why I think they're going to get killed. Um, I don't know. I just – weird things happen in the playoffs. You might get one game. Like, remember in the bubble a couple years ago when Arizona and the abs played, and Arizona got one game on them, and Arizona was not – I don't think they're nearly as good as Nashville is this year. Um, weird things happen. I know they had Darcy Kemper, who's mm-hmm. obviously not the Avs goalie, and he's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think maybe the Preds get one game. The Preds have a really kind of deep team. They don't have any true superstars up front. Obviously, they got Yossi on the back end. Philip Forsberg has been unbelievable this year. Um, I think that they'll probably get one game out of the Avs, but if it's a sweep, I mean, would anyone be surprised? Probably <laughs> not. Um, especially with, you know, if this is the David Riddick of three years ago maybe he can give you a decent chance probably not a lot but maybe he gives you somewhat but this guy's why he's a sub 890 this year he's had a really bad year this this is the kind of year that lands with europe next year mm-hmm. um, yeah so I, I got abs in five i'm just thinking maybe you know the preds go to home go home on home ice and the crowd gives them everything that they can so um i'm gonna go uh, abs in five it's probably gonna be a shellacking uh Hopefully the Avs do it. And uh, I think Tom, what did he have? He had also had Avs in four. So I was the only one who gave mm-hmm. the Predators somewhat of a shot. So, um, yeah, we're going to have the uh, the Avalanche moving on. Um, Oilers, Kings. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one. Um, I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll kind of give my opinion on this series. So, uh, Thomas, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll go first. So, when I first wrote in my picks for this, everyone picked LA, and I saw LA across the board, and I went Edmonton, and I went Edmonton in five games on this one. Um, I don't – I think the LA Kings are a good team, but when is this magic going to stop? They've had a – probably a 50-50 season and really close to 500 on goal differential this year. And that usually stops come playoff time. And I think they got the worst opponent in the sense where they have McDavid dry settled being the charge and they get a lot of points. Um, I know last year they got swept in the first round, but I think they learned, like, I think they're going to learn. And the only way they learn is if you get Mike David and dry settled out there scoring points. Right. So I think that might happen in round one. When is Jonathan quick going to end his illustrious run? When is Cal Pedersen? Uh, he's a good goalie, but when is he just going to like uh, come down a bit down to earth? Right. And, all these injuries for the Alley Kings, we're forgetting Drew, Drew Doty's yeah. out their best defenseman. So I don't know how that decor leads into the playoffs, but they don't have much experience at the back end. Obviously, the forward group, they have the ability to shut down McDavid and Drysettle with the best probably duo, defensive duo in the league, and Kopitar and Philip Deneau. So 
if they have any shot, those two, those two guys need to really be on their game. And they have been during the regular season. But usually things come to an end during the playoffs because the LA Kings just got there and they're happy for that. And I think they'd be happy with just getting in the playoffs. So I have the Edmonton Oilers in five. I just think that they're going to come with lights of blazing. And then in round two, we'll see maybe the Flames and Oilers matching up, which is the matchup I want to see in that second round. But go to Joe next. Yeah, I also have the Oilers winning, but I actually have them winning in six games. Um, like you said, like LA has been playing with like magic all season long. So many injuries to key guys, like you mentioned, Dowdy's out for the year. Like I still don't know how their defense is held up just to even hold off Vegas for that third spot in the Pacific, which ultimately got them into the playoffs. Like I know, like they had so many career, like didn't know how to career year, and Kopitar still good. Arvidsson was a good pickup. Like they've had, and Kempe had a career year with 33 yeah. goals. They've had, they have good pieces there. But like you said, it's like, when is this going to run out? Like, I think that the team and like the whole franchise is happy that they've incorporated so many young players into this team and they made the playoffs with that. And I think that's good enough for them. I don't know how much, like, I think Edmonton has a lot more to lose here. So I think they're going to come out, like you said, Thomas, like guns blazing, um, especially like with those two superstars at the top. They got Evander Kane, which was a, a very good signing in hindsight. Now he was great for them for secondary scoring. Um, they have Zach Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto. So they got some depth there that, like you said, Copa trying to know have to be at the top of their games to contain because I just don't trust that decoy. They're very inexperienced and just not like NHL, like ready, ready for the playoffs. So I think with that, I have Oilers and six. I'm going to go off the board. I spoke last year. I spoke Habs in seven over the Leafs. I spoke that into existence last year. I love that for you. Um, And that's why I'm going to go with the underdogs. I'm going to go with the Kings. I'm going with the Kings in seven. Um, Edmonton, they got the firepower very clearly. McDavid, Drysaddle have been unbelievable this year. Even if you want to say Connor McDavid had a down year to his standards, set a new career high in points. Thanks for coming out. Um, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause about the Oilers is their goaltending. I know Mike Smith has been really, really good down the stretch. We've seen this with Mike Smith, though. We've seen how he gets red hot and then he's ice cold. There's no in-between for Mike Smith. Hey, if he continues to play the way he has, the Oilers will probably win this series. If he goes back to the way he was playing in January and February, they're done. They're done. The Kings are going to kill them. Maybe not kill them, but the Kings will beat them. Um, Phil Deneau did an unbelievable job on Austin Matthews a year ago. They got to do a little bit more with McDavid and Settle, but that's the beauty of having Kopitar, is that they're going to have Kopitar and Deneau. Uh, they've been through this before, especially Kopitar, who's been to, he's won multiple Cups. Um, their defense, is it a little suspect? Yes. Um, have they been holding their own this year? Surprisingly also, yes. Um, I think Joseph Victor Arvidsson has been really, really good for them. Adrian Kempe has been a revelation almost. He's been so good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you never know, maybe a guy like Quentin Byfield, you know, really shows some potential in the series and, and picks his game up and, um, you know, maybe – Whoever starts, if it's Quick or if it's Peterson, maybe they steal a series. Yeah. They just have to be better than the goalie on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I just, you know what? I just I got a feeling. Um, and they're the Oilers. I hate the Oilers. I, I want them to lose. <laughs> I don't want to battle of Alberta in round two. That'll no. give me a damn heart attack. I'll have, a, I'll have an aneurysm during that series. Hey, Thomas um, and I had that last year. You could experience it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, I'm going to go Kings in seven. It's a little bit bold. I think the Oilers will probably win, but my heart, it's telling me Kings and seven. So um, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, and the last series in the West, Flames versus Stars. I'll start this one off. Yep, go ahead. So just a little backstory, because we didn't really get to talk about what happened in the past week. We were So all three of us were at Thomas's house Friday night. Um, Dallas was playing Anaheim. And I'm at the e-bug in that. And I was like, okay, here we go. Um, this is where, you know, we might get Dallas. I get home. I look at my phone before I go to bed. It's around midnight. Um, Nashville's up 4 nothing on the Arizona Coyotes. All right, boys, we're getting Nashville. I put my phone down, went to bed. Um, got up for work the next morning. I was in my car at around 7 o'clock. I hadn't checked my phone yet. I'm on my phone, checking, just say, okay, what's up? 
the Arizona comes back, we're getting the stars. Um, this is probably my preferred matchup of the two. I talked about it last week with Tom. Um, maybe, you know, that was before the Saros injury, but it's still probably my preferred matchup. Uh, Nashville's really given the Flames um, a tough time this year in all three matchups. The Flames had that crazy comeback win a week ago, but um, man, those damn Predators, they, they gave my Flames a, a, a real hard time the whole the whole year. Mm. Um, with Dallas, I think is a way better matchup for the Flames, I would think, in my opinion. The Stars, they got a really good top line. Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski, and Jason Robertson have been one of the best lines in the NHL this year. No denying that. Their depth, on the other hand, eh, it's Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, not the same player as they were. And they're, the lineup down the line, it's, just, it's not very good. Dennis Gurriana has been in and, out, in and out of the lineup. That was a guy who was, you know, he was their big, you know, he had his big coming out party in the bubble a couple of years ago. And now he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. Their defense outside of Miro Haskinen is not as strong either. John Klingberg has not had the year that I think he wanted to have, especially defensively. He's been kind of a train wreck. And then in that, they got Jake Ottinger, who, hey, he's shown some real good promises here. He's taken over the reins as their number one goalie. Um, but is he better than Jacob Markstrom? No, he isn't. At least as of right now, we'll see what happens. Um, I think the Flames, I think they're deeper than the Stars um, from lines, you know, two through four. I think the Flames have a real advantage, especially if Dylan Dubé continues to put up numbers like he has. He's been red hot going into this. Um, and that line of him, Callie Yarncroke, and Blake Coleman, um, they've been really, really good down the stretch. I almost like to compare them to the Barkley, Goodrow, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord line. Maybe not as good but they do a lot of things that that line for Tampa did last year. Obviously you still got Blake Coleman. I think Yanni Gordon and Kelly Yarncroke, they played kind of a similar game. Uh, Yanni Gordon obviously has a better um, finishing touches, a little better offensively. And I think Dylan Dubé and Barkley Goodrow, I think there's a lot of similarities or puck hounds. Maybe Dubé has a little better of a scoring touch, but um, it, it's a really comparable line. The, the X factor to me in this series, it's going to be coming down probably to goaltending. If Jacob Markstrom continues to be as good as he was in the regular season, I think the Flames, they got this. Um, they need their depth to step up, and they need their stars to be their stars. Mm -hmm. We saw against the Avalanche three years ago, the stars were not their stars. Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lindholm, Sean Monaghan, all went MIA uh, for that entire series. Their best player was Sam Bennett. You can't have a third liner being your best player in the series. You just can't. Um, so I think the Flames, I think this is a good matchup for them. They start on home ice where they've been absolutely dominant. They've played well against the Stars this year. They've taken two of three from them. Um, but at the end of the day, that means absolutely nothing because the Flames took three of all three meetings since the Avalanche three years ago, and they got their asses kicked. Um, to me, the biggest thing about this will be Daryl Sutter. I think he's going to really be on these guys, and he's going to have them prepared for tomorrow night, ready to go. Um, and I think, you know what, this is a team that they got their asses kicked by Dallas two years ago in the bubble. They remember that, Yeah. you know, all those guys that were there, I think there's only eight of them left. Um, they're going to remember that. They're going to remember how embarrassing it was that they, the way they went out in the bubble, blowing a three, nothing leading game six. Um, I think they're going to learn from that. And that's why I'm going to take the Calgary Flames in six games when the Dallas starts. Uh, I'll go next. So I also have the Flames winning. You kind of exhausted every point possible, obviously, because they're your team. I have Flames in five, mostly due to there's two things that I'm going to say. One is the, the goaltending, like you mentioned, Markstrom versus Ottinger. One one guy is like a workhorse type of goalie. He's He's been in the playoffs before. He's played well in the playoffs before. I think that's the edge there in that. And then I think it's behind the bench and coaching. Daryl Sutter is probably going to win the Jack Adams this year, or at least be nominated for it. Um, and Rick Bonus might be on his way out of the NHL. <laughs> he might retire or like a lot of Dal Dallas Stars fans do not like him. Cause like you mentioned, Dennis Grianov getting scratched and out of the lineup, a lot of questionable coaching decisions, just the way Dallas plays is not very inspiring hockey. Uh, they're usually starved for goals on most nights, except for that one line, which, which would be which is going to be their X factor and Robertson Hints and, and Pavelski. But what Calgary has to do is match that and be better than that line with Goudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk. 
and I think they will be because they have they're a little bit more I don't know I think they dominate possession more I could be wrong on that they're very even those two lines that, yeah, that's it's, the, I was that's looking at the puck one it's super even yeah so that's a wash but Calgary like you said those stars have to show up so that line's a wash you then you mentioned the Coleman line that has to show up first I guess Sagan and Ben and then I think the Toffoli line on the third line is gonna where is gonna be where matchups could be exposed. Uh, obviously, Calgary is home ice. Yeah, um, but and then I think just like I said, I think it's the goaltending mismatch and the behind the bench mismatch. And I and for those reasons and like the fact that Dallas barely made the playoffs with the negative goal differential, I'm gonna have Flames in five games. Yep, uh, I'll go Flames and, and six games like Russo did. Uh, just based on the fact, I think Dallas can steal two games here. Um, like, I don't think they don't have a chance in this series. Like, I don't think they're out of this. Like, oh, Flames are going to win this. There's no doubt about that. There's a slight chance that Stars can win this one, and that's by matching up lines with the top line. If you shut down that line, like Russo said, if you shut down our Stars, there's still some lines there. It's just, okay, now we're not relying as much on that first line, and now we're not going to get the goals that we usually got throughout the regular season because they score an F-ton during the regular season. It's now playoff hockey and it's really tight and it's really line matching. So Rick bonus did a pretty good job on that lead up to the bubble and versing all those teams and shutting down their stars. So maybe he does it again. Maybe he has some magic there, but I still have the flames in six because they're just a better team all around. And I just think that their stars like you, you can't have this good of a year and Johnny Goudreau and then just let them walk in round one. Like that's ridiculous if that were able to happen. So yeah. I would hate for that, to, no. for that to happen to Russo, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, 115 point year from Goudreau, 104 is from Kachuk. Yeah, like you 40 can't. goals for Lindholm. If you get beaten round one, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. They have to win. Yeah, have to, have to win. Um, and I think, and hopefully they do. Yep. Um, Tom, he also had the Flames, and he had them in. Did he, he have them in five or in six? He matched Joe. Flames uh, and five. Flames and five. Flames and five. So, yeah. um, yeah. So. We'll move over to the Eastern Conference. Um, we'll start with probably. I'm going to start with the most. Eh, we'll go. We'll, we'll start with the President's Trophy uh, for the Panthers. Okay. We're all pretty similar except for Joe. So I got Panthers in five. Um, I've kind of been bullish on the Capitals this year. They have no goaltending. Let's be. Let's call a spade a spade. The <laughs> goaltending is non-existent. It, it's the reason they lost to Boston last year. Is Elias Anjonov was not as good as he could have been, or that he had to be. Uh, maybe he's just not that good. Who knows? Uh, but the Panthers, they're red hot. What they win like 13 straight. The end of the year, yeah. almost something stupid something like ridiculous. that. Yeah. Uh, they got killed against the Habs in their final game of the year, but they were also running Jonas Johansson, who <laughs> is not an NHL goalie. He's, Joe's a, he, he's an laughing. ASHL goalie. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he'd probably do pretty poor in our league. Um, but uh, but I think this is going to be a quick five games for the Panthers. Um, they're deeper than the Capitals. They're scoring at a rate that hasn't been seen for decades. This team, the way they score goals, they are unbelievable. Their defense is strong. Aaron Ekblad looks like he's going to be coming back for game one. And you added Kajru at the deadline. That's just another guy that's going to help you score. Uh, Panthers in five. I'll go next with this one. Uh, this is the one series where I cannot see the other team winning, and that's the Capitals. I cannot picture a scenario where the Washington Capitals win. I know playoffs, you get in there, you have – every single ounce of percentage or chances of winning, I cannot see the Capitals win. If the Panthers lose this one, I don't know what they need to do because they went out a lot and got a lot of good players and they've signed a lot of good contracts. They made so many management moves. And if you get all of this way and do it all for nothing, like Tampa did a few years ago, getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets, they have a real issue on their hands because they haven't got past round one since what the nineties. So yeah, you really need to bust that slump. And I think this is their best opportunity. Uh, I have Panthers in five games for this one goaltending matchup. Bobrovsky Knight are better than Vanacek and Samsonov. Yeah. They could catch a flame in the playoffs. Those two goalies in Washington. I just don't see that happening. And if the Washington Capitals are going to have any chance of winning the series, they need a goal score. But Florida doesn't really do that. Uh, Florida doesn't really let you goal score against them unless you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there's just a shootout every game with them. But 
Ovechkin is the X factor for Washington. He can score goals. And if you put the Washington Capitals on the power play, you're going to have some issues. But the Florida Panthers can match up with the great penalty kill they have. So I, I don't see a scenario where the Capitals can win this. Like, I can't see one, but it could happen. But, Joe, who do you have in this one? So kind of like Thomas with the Wild Series, uh, I'm going to be a little bit different here. And I have Panthers in six games. Um, like you said, like you kind of guys mentioned already, like Washington base has no chance. And I think that too, I think Washington's just at this stage where their windows closed and like, they're just like perennial playoff teams that are just out in the first round. Like I have, there's no reason for me to believe that they're like a legit cup contender anymore. They won their cup with that core. It's kind of been a recycling of some players like Marcus Johansson brought back and stuff like that. <laughs> but I don't trust their Goal, their goaltending has been atrocious all year. They've made the playoffs in spite of their goaltending, to be honest. Um, and I think it's just going to be – it's going to affect them in this series with Florida that could score at will. But I also don't trust Florida's goaltending that much either. So I think Washington could potentially steal two games off of Florida, maybe one in Florida, one in Washington. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Panthers in four or five. It could be a sweep, for all we know. But, I mean, Florida's goaltending is not like – proven either and we saw that in first Tampa last year I know Tampa is Tampa but Bobrovsky fell apart last year again um so I saw Panthers in six games I think Washington just is just overmatched in every asset offensively in terms of depth defensively on the back end and goaltending so I have Panthers in six very nice and then Tom had uh Panthers in five so right. uh we're all pretty similar there uh moving on we'll go to my most uh probably second most intriguing um matchup in the east and that's rangers penguins this these two teams got heated towards the end of the year Eddie Gorsha Sturkin waving goodbye to the penguins in their last meeting um this to me is a series that if Shesty plays as well as he has been can go the distance if he doesn't I think it's a quick win for the penguins um, in saying that, I'm going to take the Penguins and I'm taking them in seven. Um, I think top to bottom, I think the Penguins are a better team. The Rangers added some nice pieces in Andrew Kopp and Tyler mm -hmm. Mott um, at the deadline, but their 5v5 numbers are still not great. Um, and the Penguins have actually been pretty decent. Um, I don't know if Tristan Jerry's back for the Penguins. If he yeah. isn't, then... Uh, that can throw a wrench in everything, and the Rangers could probably win in five or six. But I'm going to take the Penguins in seven. They still got Sid. They got Gino. This can be the last – this can be the Penguins' last dance. Gino's a UFA. Brian Russ is a UFA. Chris Letang's a UFA come year-end. This can really be the, the Pittsburgh Penguins' last dance, and I think they're going to take it extremely seriously. They've been embarrassed the past three years, four years, mm -hmm. ever since, you know, the loss – to the Flyers back in or the Capitals back in 2018, swept by the Islanders, didn't even make the playoffs in the bubble, losing to Montreal. And then last year, embarrassing loss to the Islanders again. Um, I think they're going to have a fire under their ass. It's Sid. You know, I've ne I tried never to bet against Sid. I've done it before this year, especially. I'm not going to do it again. Penguins in seven. Joe, you want to go with this one? Yeah. So, you already kind of mentioned the crux of the problem of the series, and that's the health of Tristan Yari. So I, I have Rangers in six just because of that reason. Even if Yari comes back, we all know he won't be 100% healthy because the guy got hurt, like, what, two weeks ago, and he was week to week. Not, <laughs> yeah. not just shut down. He was week to week. So clearly it's, like, minimum two weeks to even recover from whatever injury that he suffered. Um, so, so right now, as of game one, I don't think he's ready to start. I think it's going to be DeSmith. Already, Rangers have a significant advantage in that. And you already mentioned that um, the Penguins obviously control five on five a lot better. That That's true. And that's the reason why this is a coin flip for me. But in the, the reason why I chose Rangers in six is because of the Yari injury, because I just don't trust the Smith. The Rangers can yeah. score a lot. They have, they have, you just mentioned the Tyler Mott, Andrew Kopp signings. Mm. Those two lines are really good with, you know, Zabinaj, Kreider, and I think Lafreniere in the first line. Then you have Strom, Panarin, and Kopp. That's a really good top six. They obviously have Adam Fox on the back end. 
Um, yeah. But it's a coin flip, man. Like I could see Pittsburgh winning this series. Like you said, I believe that this is going to be their last dance. They're going to give it everything they got. But if they can't get saved, you saw it in the Islanders series last year. When Yari was healthy, he cost them that series single-handedly. And they dominated every single game. So it's tough. Like, I could see Penguins winning here. But it's just the goaltending is just such a mismatch for me. Shesterkin can steal game after game. He did it all season long. I don't have yeah. any reason to believe that he'll crumble now. Yeah. So that's why I have Rangers in six. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point about Shesterkin. Yeah. Like, why the hell would he crumble now? He's in so the biggest damn good. Moment of He's the so damn good. For them. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, like, I'm agreeing with Russo. I have uh, the Penguins in seven. It's going to be a long, hard checking series. Both of these teams can do both of those things. Um, the reason I have the Penguins is like what Russo said, they got embarrassed last few years. Like they got a snap out of this crap. Um, they brought a new management. They bought players at the deadline and like, dude, three free agents, three big free agents are maybe going at the end of the year. We don't know if they have enough money to sign all three of them. They can maybe get two, maybe even one, uh, for that matter. Don't know if pay cuts are going to come into existence, but Tristan Yari is an X factor. If he doesn't play. It's going to be a real tough time for the Penguins. They're going to have to outscore their problems, which they weren't able to against the New York Islanders back-to-back years. Uh, it was back-to-back years. No. Okay, well, Islanders, Montreal, and Islanders. So they played the Islanders twice, and they got pretty much, you can use the word embarrassed, against the Islanders twice because uh, they weren't able to score a lot of goals in that series, and it was really tight. And for the Rangers to follow that same system, Penguins are screwed. So it's another yeah. coin flip, but I have the Penguins in seven. I believe in Sid, so he's my guy. I got to go with him. Yeah. And then Tom, he had uh, Rangers in seven. Either way, I, I think this should be a pretty damn good series. Hopefully there's some animosity because uh, those last few games of the year were pretty nuts. So that would be crazy if the Penguins got revenge after that chesty wave. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like yeah. if something happens, you yeah. know, they're going to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're going to be waving back. So it's going to be it's, mean it's, to I, hell. It's almost like, uh, do you remember in, when the car- when the Hurricanes played the uh, Islanders back yep. in 2019, yeah. remember when yeah, yeah. I don't remember who patted Brock them Nelson on the head. Brock Nelson and then Dougie Hamilton in the in the line <laughs> patted him on the head. So yeah, uh, maybe we'll see a little bit of that. That'd be that'd be pretty great. So uh, moving on to the next series, Hurricanes Bruins for the third time in the last <laughs> four years, we're gonna get Hurricanes Bruins. Uh, obviously, in 2019, the Bruins swept them. In 2020, was it five games they beat them in, in the bubble? I'm thinking yes. it was five games. Yeah. 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 And then uh, now we're going to get this season, Hurricanes Bruins. Um, I'm very conflicted on this series. I don't know. Um, reason being, do we know the health of Freddie Anderson and or Andy Ranta? Do we know if they're going to be ready to go? Because I don't I know. I think Anderson's coming back sometime. I know he's not starting game one. Brindamore confirmed that. I have no idea who's starting game one, which I think is tomorrow. Or is it tonight? It might be that young. It's tonight. It's tonight, yeah, at seven. So I, it tonight? might be that that rookie prospect that they got. <laughs> yeah. And I know they're high on him, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of a... I came one in the playoffs, you should be. So that's what, this is what I'll say. Let's assume Freddie Anderson is ready to go or mm. Antirant is ready to go. Um, I think the Hurricanes top to bottom are a better team. I think up front, I think they're deeper than the Bruins. I think they're deeper on the back end. Uh, do the Bruins have the best players in the series? I believe so. I think Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, I think are better than any forwards that the Hurricanes have. I think defensively, I think Charlie McAvoy is the best defenseman in the series. Shout out Jacob Slavin. He's been great this year. And in net, I mean, if Anta and or Anderson are not ready to go, the matchup in net is pretty in favor of the Bruins. Um in either Linus Omar, who's been on fire to end the year, or Jeremy Swayman, who's had a super, super strong rookie year, shows why Bruins fans were so high on him. Um, in saying all that, I think the, the Carolina Hurricanes, I think they're going to shed some demons in this first round. Mm-hmm. And same with the Leafs all these years. Uh, they've lost to the Bruins twice. They were embarrassed both times. 2019, hey, maybe they shouldn't have been there. Who knows? 2020, they were expected to beat the Bruins in the bubble and they got their asses kicked. Um, that's why I think this year, I think it's going to be the Carolina hurricanes and I think they're going to do it in six games. I think that, you know what, they've been a well-oiled machine all year long. Rod Brindamore has had these guys playing at a level that's pretty damn high considering the last few seasons have been as good as they have been for the hurricanes. 
Um, I think this is kind of the year where they take that step forward. They've won rounds in the past. They won, they won a round last year. They won two in 2019. But I think this, this is the big one because this is a team that they got their asses kicked by twice. Yeah. I think this is where things begin to change. I'm going to take the Hurricanes. I'm going to take them six games. Um, and we'll see. I think this is another series. I think it's super intriguing. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good series. Uh, you can go Thomas first. Okay. So <laughs> that logic of beating the demons and doing that, I've, I've said that for years about the Leafs, man. And I may tease something in the, in the end about the Leafs. Maybe they will shed some demons, but I don't think this is the year the Carolina Hurricanes shed the demon against the Boston Bruins. I really think that the Bruins can take this series. And the reason being is down the stretch, Carolina was not able to score as much as they were at the start of the season and in the middle of the year. Um, you know, I know fantasy is not to be end all end all, but Aho, Teravine, and D'Angelo were not getting the points they were once they once were in like January, February, March. Like down the stretch, they were winning games against the New Jersey Devils like 2-1, one nothing. And I know it's, you know, New Jersey, New Jersey Devils are probably playing for roster spots next year and playing the lights out. And Carolina doesn't really care about taking as much points as against them. But it still worries me that that factor, the goal scoring factor. And let's say Freddie Anderson is healthy. Dude, he's going back to Boston. What happened in Boston all these years with the Toronto Maple Leafs? It doesn't matter <laughs> if this guy's injured or healthy. Like he has some real demons in that arena, some devils in that in the rafters over there at TD Garden. So I don't know if he's able to shed those. Um, that's the biggest question as well, because he's been getting a lot of flack when he was on the Toronto Maple Leafs for one buddy. Shout out John C. But, you know, he was all in on the Carolina Hurricanes this year in our playoff goal we did on Saturday. I don't know if that's the strategy I'd go with. But if they do shed the demons, you know, I, I think they were able to because they have a really good team. But I'm going to go Bruins in six. Offensive power for the Bruins is really good. You do not want to put this team on the power play. And you don't, if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you don't want to swoop down to their, their tactics of being mean-nosed in the corner after the whistle every time. You're getting hacked, you're getting slashed, you're getting chirped at. You cannot go down to level because if you do, you lost already. So, but I'll take the Bruins in six. I believe in the Bruins. So I'm going to go with Russo here and Hurricane in six, but I am very conflicted with it. We already talked about the, the health of the Carolina goalies, Frederick Anderson, Antti Ranta. Obviously, we discussed the demons that Carolina has against the Boston Bruins, but at some point, this Carolina core has to take the next step. Yeah. In 2019, they were lucky to be there. They were very young at the time. Like, Shreshnikov was like a rookie, and like, Aho was young, Teravine, and all those guys. Their core was young. They're still a pretty, they're still a good team. Obviously, they have a lot of veteran pieces like Jordan Stahl is there, Trocek is there, uh, Nina Ryder's there. Like they have to, to start doing something because they've been like a top contender in the Metro for the past four years now. And the other than that Eastern Conference appearance, the last three years have not gone as planned as we discussed the bubble with the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, in 2021, wow. they lost first Tampa. They were awful in that series defensively. Tampa just let them up. Um, but I mean, they got to exercise their demons somehow. And that core just needs to take the next step. Again, similar to the Leafs, uh, they need to do something. They need to exercise the demons against Boston. Boston. They don't have Tuka Rask. I don't care what anyone says about Allmark and Swayman playing this year. Rask is a playoff performing goalie. They don't have that right now. Neither does Carolina. So it's more. It's a really tough series to predict. I'm going to go with Hurricanes and six, but I could easily see the Bruins winning this series as well. Tom had Bruins and six as well. So we all had them in six. Tom probably has his reasons. Okay, Thomas, yeah. we'll throw to you because this is your series. It starts tonight. Leafs versus lightning it's this is like i was gonna say david versus goliath but it really isn't you have the two-time defending stanley cup champions tampa bay lightning against toronto maple leafs thomas go into it go all out what yeah you got in this series yeah i won't take too much time because well i don't i don't know if the leafs might you know take too much time in the series because they may get their ass clapped against the lightning but i i do have hope i do have hope in this maple leafs team i don't i know a lot of people don't and that's why i think I don't know if the word is flying under the radar, the Leafs would be, but a lot of people are saying, oh, okay, they're done. Like they haven't won. They're not going to win anytime soon, but I, maybe the Leafs need this kind of matchup. Maybe they need the hard team in the first round to kind of go over that hump and exercise the demons as we've been talking about many of these series in the playoffs. They've gotten Columbus. They've gotten Montreal. They've gotten the Boston Bruins who they were supposed to be in 2019. 
they've gotten a lot of matchups that fans liked. And this is the first one fans are like, I don't like this matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And maybe that's the thing the Leafs team needs. Now, in saying that, this is the last straw, I believe, for Kyle Dubas. Um, I don't care what happens. They maybe even can win around and lose around round two. It may be the last straw for him. Like, if it's maybe cup or bust for him. He's got his job on the line. He's made a lot of moves for this team. Good, bad, some maybe iffy. It's time to win. And the star talent, Mitch Marner, has been under the spotlight recently for his playoff performances. He needs to get it done against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's a big boost in confidence for both the fans and team if all the star talent shows up, if the goaltending shows up, if the defense, who Kyle Dubas put a lot of money, put a lot of assets into, shows up. Um, this is the maybe the most compact team that the Leafs have that play a certain style and have played the certain style for this whole year in a while. Um, I like their team last year on paper. <laughs> Some of the Montreal Canadiens, obviously we know what happened. But this is the team where they're following a great system. Their third line actually plays like a third line, like we mentioned with uh, the Barkley, Goudreau, Coleman, and Thing line last year. But Tampa's coming with the same basically line this year with Nick Paul, uh, Brandon Hangel, and who's the other guy? Ross Colton, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. I think. I can look it yeah. up. But you keep going. But yeah, it's like the same sort of concept, and Leafs have that as well. You do not want to get in a match line uh, matchup with this team. Uh, the Tampa Lightning will outmatch you, even though They've got start telling on both ends. John Cooper's just a smarter coach. He'll know what to do. They've got Victor Hedman. He's an X factor on the back end. And the biggest one in this series is Andre Vashlevsky. If you get the Vashlevsky that gets shutouts in ending series games or, or series clinching games, you're fucked. <laughs> you are screwed. <laughs> so they're going to need to best the demons. And they've done that during the regular season. Just the only thing is, I know Leaf fans are really prominent on, you know, this team was good against Tampa in the regular season. It goes back to zero starting playoff time. It does not matter what you happen in the regular season now. That's my only iffy take uh, because the Leafs are pretty much pretty good against that Tampa Bay Lightning team, except for that 8-1 game that happened at the end of the year. But Eric Schalgren is in the cage. And if he ends up going into the net somehow in the series, they're also screwed because they can't have that happen. So Campbell needs to be lights out. The star talent needs to be lights out. The defense needs to be lights out. And if they do they'll have a real good chance of winning this series. And I have the Leafs in seven games. They're going to get that seventh game. They're going to best the Demons because they have home ice now. I know they had home ice last year against Montreal. No one was in the crowd. That does not count as home ice. Uh, so I've taken the – this is my strategy with the Leafs every year. Take them until they win. I'm going to take them until they win. So you guys go. I'll go real quick. Um, okay. This is a really even matchup. I think on paper, the standings, all the metrics – Everything, this matchup is really damn even between the Lightning and the Leafs. Four groups, who do you give it to? You can go either, you can go either or Tampa had a 100-point scorer. Toronto had a 100-point scorer. You know, they, they have two guys that Austin Matthews has scored 60. Steven Stamkos one, once upon a time scored 60. Um, defensively, I said this last week when I was talking to Tom, is that mm-hmm. the Leafs' defense is very reminiscent of Tampa's defense, where their left side, it's Hedman, McDonough, Sargachev and then the right side it's like who okay who cares the Leafs it's kind of the same Giordano Brody uh, Morgan Riley and the right side it's kind of like Ilya Labushkin and whoever <laughs> the hell he's Lundgren, yeah. but I think yeah Abelogren has been been good but um, mm-hmm. they're very reminiscent of each other this series is going to come down to the man in between the pipes you're not going to out goaltend Andre Vasilevsky we know that we know how good Vassy's been his entire career. He's been lights out these last two playoffs. We know that. I'm not saying Jack Campbell has to be better than Andre Vasilevsky. He just has to be a 9-15 in this series. That's all he has to be. The question is, are they going to get it from him? I don't know. If I think, like I said it to Tom, I said I think his leash has to be incredibly short. I think if he falters and he starts getting into his own mental games, which we've seen all year, is that as soon as he faltered, it went straight downhill. It was 800, 800, 800, 800. Um, I think the leash has to be short, and it's got to be, okay, Jack, you need to figure your your mental side out. Um, I think it's going to come down to that. If they get the Jack Campbell they got last year against Carey Price, the Leafs will probably win this series. But Tampa, it's just they know how to win. They've done it twice in a row now. 
They got their asses kicked against Columbus and they've been lights out since mm-hmm. they had, they didn't even have probably a regular season that they'd like to have. You know, I think they wanted to be better during the regular season. Um, they ended really hot. I think Hagel, I think is starting to find his footing. Nick Paul has been really good since they got him. There's another great take by me that would just went out the window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when we talked about Nick Paul, uh, he's been really goddamn good for them. And Nikita Kucherov, they have him at full health point. We know how good he is in the playoffs. The Leafs need their stars to be their stars. They can't have an Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, no show again. It, that can't happen. They can't have William Nylander and Jason Spezza being their best players. <laughs> it, it can't. Unfortunately, Nylander, for as good as he is, they need Marner and Matthews to lead by example in this series. You're going to get a fully healthy John Tavares, which is a huge boon uh, for them. Obviously, they didn't have him last year. Um, in saying all that, like I said, it's going to come down to goaltending. Andre Vasilevsky, he's the best goalie in the world, no matter what any of the stats say. I am going with my gut, and I'm going lightning in seven. If the Leafs win, it wouldn't surprise me, but um, they're the two-time defending cup champs. How do you bet against them? I'm going uh, lightning in seven. It's going to be a great series, though. It's going to be a really great series. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to – I'm going to do something I never thought I would. And I'm going to go with the Leafs winning this series against Tampa. And we didn't, you guys did not mention one important factor that I think will play a major role. And that is Tampa's fatigue uh, in this series. You have a team that has absolutely everything to lose in the Leafs. Thomas mentioned whatever happens this year, say they say they beat Tampa, but they get swept in round two. Dubas could probably be gone because he's been there for four years. He's made tons and tons of moves and, and stuff like that and this team is a top five team in the regular season the past two three years or top 10 at the very least they need to be make go on a run i'm gonna pick the leafs in seven solely based on the fatigue factor and that the fact that i think this year matthews and minor are are gonna perform especially matthews he seems this is the best you'll, you'll probably ever see of a player uh, being driven like this like he is scoring 60 goals and playing like really good defensively um, he's in that those two guys are going to be x factors like you said obviously Tampa's got the best goalie in the series they got the best defenseman in the series but like Russo said if Jack Campbell plays exactly like how he did versus Montreal I think Leafs could win in seven games here they do have home ice uh, it's not the best home crowd ever because the attendance doesn't reflect that because the prices are exorbitantly expensive. Uh, sometimes Tampa's crowd is suits. extremely wild. Yeah, lots of suits for the Leafs. That's the yeah. problem there. Mm-hmm. Tampa's crowd is is wild. Like they have, yeah, they are wild fans. But I think that game, if it goes to the seven games, I think that home crowd, they might be a little bit nervous, but I think they'll get it done. And I have the Leafs winning at home in seven due to the fact that Tampa, the fatigue has to catch up. No team has three-peated in 40 years. History tells me that that's not going to change considering how fast the NHL is today. I think if the Leafs, like you said, if the Stars show up, I think they, they'll, they have to outwork Tampa. They have to outwork them in the corners. They have to outwork them getting to lose pucks. I know Tampa's got the experience. Cooper has the experience. But sometimes effort just beats the system. They have to want to win more essentially yeah i just wanted to touch on the fatigue thing it just i don't know if it's as big as a factor as it would have been like you know like when the penguins were trying to three-peat you know like you have to remember in the bubble they got like what five months off between games and then last year they played probably as many games as they would in just a regular season between the 56 and then um whatever many in the playoffs i I don't look at that as too big of a factor just this time around, just considering the circumstance, um, but it could play a factor. They got some older guys on the team. Like they got a lot of guys on the wrong side of 30. Maybe it does catch up to them, but uh, so this is going to be fun. Like this is a series I think not for me, <laughs> no, not for you, but I think for, you know, especially if the Leafs lose it, I think a lot of people have fun with it. Like I, think, I know Joel's going to be pretty fired up if they lose again. No, I won't. I won't um, but no, you'll be uh... <laughs> I won't be, uh, I'll be no, honest. I'll be... be like, okay, you guys fucking suck. Like, I won't even be fired up <laughs> if they lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it's going to be, that's going to be a pretty awesome first round matchup, I think. It starts all tonight. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
we're going to jinx some teams here. <laughs> Way too early Stanley Cup final prediction. Do you guys have one in mind? If I'm going off one, like just one I want, if it isn't the Flames, I would love to see Colorado, Florida. I think that'd be an unbelievable series. Even Colorado, Tampa, I think would be really fun. Um, that'd be a kind of a dream scenario if the Flames were to you know get bounced at some point. I think that'd be a really fun series. What about you guys? Yeah, I would love Tampa, Colorado. I've been saying that for three years. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the beginning of the year, so I did Edmonton versus Carolina, but I'm not going to stick with that, um, even though it maybe could happen. That's what you said? Yeah, I said Edmonton, Carolina. Damn, I didn't remember that. Yeah, Edmonton, Carolina, Stanley Cup final. But I'll go with Colorado, and usually the two best teams never get to the final. It's crazy that we've never seen that before, really. Like, the two best teams never, ever do it. So there's always one good team, and there's always like, oh, you got there. So I'll go with – the Colorado Avalanche, and I'll like, go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That'd be sick, too. Ooh, Cole Harbor battle. Nate versus Sid, eh? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, just a little thing on the Leafs. Andre Kasha is playing tonight. So, pretty news. big. That's pretty big news for the Leafs. So, um, oh, but no Michael Bunting. He will not play tonight. Um, so, that's kind of unfortunate. But, anyway, um, playoffs start tonight. Mm-hmm. It's- it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. Playoff hockey, it's the best time of year. Um, do you guys have anything quick left to add before we uh before we get out of here? Let the games begin. Games begin, baby. One more thing, one more thing. Russo, I'll get on that Jack Hughes jersey because you won the final bet because the regular yes, season sir. finally ended. So I will owe you that Jack Hughes jersey. Um, I bet that Kill McCarvel hit 90 points. Almost came true. He was very, Almost. very close. Almost. Very, very close. Very and then just on the projections. <laughs> What did he have? 86 he finished with? 86 or 87, something like that. But Yossi hit it. So Yossi I mean, hit 96. I bet if I did that. Man. And one more thing on the N10 front. Uh, we'll probably combine on the NHL awards predictions because I believe they're announcing that during the Stanley Cup final or conference final. Uh, they're not doing an NHL awards this year, which is weird. Uh, I kind of like they are. I thought, I thought they're, they're no, they're just announcing them during like the one of the Stanley Cup final games or oh, something. Oh, right. I did see that. I did I did yeah. see that. So, but before the nominees yeah, are yeah. before the so, nominees are given out, we'll do our nominees, and that'll, that'll be done in ten. So, hopefully, we could get together and do that. Yeah. So Johnny Gaudreau is going to be accepting his Hart Trophy win while in the Stanley Cup final. That's pretty I, cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That'd be great, eh? That'd be great, yeah. eh? That'd be uh, rock star. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That's some, that'd be some rock star shit right there. But anyway, um, I'm super pumped. You guys are super pumped. Yeah. Hopefully the Flames yep. they win around this year. It's been, it's been what? It's been seven, eight years since they did it against Vancouver. Shed some demons, boys. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this one. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Partly Pod. Follow the end end guys. Follow Joe. He's a good follow. He doesn't really tweet much, but uh, um, yeah, tweet a so lot. That's, do to it a lot yeah uh but yeah that's gonna do it for this one as uh, as always appreciate you listening and let the games begin baby